Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. Today, we are going to talk a little bit about leadership. Leadership. So, uh, one of the fundamental lessons, I believe, you know, and John Maxwell said this, is that leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less, right? So, where the, the, that being the critical foundation of, of leadership, we have to ask the question, well, how does one gain influence? How does one gain influence? How do you become an influential person? How do you become the type of person that can influence? So what, is, what does it mean to be able to influence somebody? It means to be able to get them to do what you want. That's leadership. Is getting people, a group of people, to move in the same direction for a common purpose. And the way that you do that is you do that through influencing them. How do you influence people? You, you lead them and you leadership is influence and nothing more, nothing less. So how do we gain influence over people? Well, the first thing I think that uh, comes into play here is integrity and character. Integrity and character. This is more of a long-lasting effect because you could gain influence. You could be an absolute snake and win people over at first with charisma. But long-term, when people see cracks in your integrity, when they see cracks in your character... You're going to lose all that influence and you're never going to get it back. You'll never get it back. It's like being cheated. It's almost like being cheated on. You know what I mean? That person's never going to feel the same. Well, you know, there, there's always going to be that in the back of their head forever. You know what I mean? So you've got to make sure that your integrity and your character are a 10 out of 10. I mean, nobody's perfect. You're going to make some mistakes. But what we need to do is stop making the obvious mistakes and stop making the intentional mistakes unintentionally you might tell somebody hey you know you do xyz i'll get you a gas card or something you forget that's that's going to happen everyone that shouldn't happen it's not excusable but it's going to happen every once in a while so number one is integrity and character that boils down to being a man or woman of your word and doing what you say you're going to do that's it do what you say you're going to do be honest make the tough decisions Make the right decisions even when they're tough and you're going to be just fine. But integrity and character is the foundation of influence. Integrity and character. How would you grade your integrity and your character on a scale of 1 to 10? 1 being you're the devil <laughs> and 10 being you're Jesus. I mean, nobody's perfect. But I'd say, you know, if you, if you um, take shortcuts and bend the truth, you're probably a 4 or 5. And if you want to be successful, you, you, need, to, you need to be an 8 or 9. So where's your integrity and character level? That's number one. Number two, how to gain influence is to lead from the front and get the job done yourself. You should model the way. You should be modeling the behavior that you want to see in your people. And you should be the one getting, like when I started my recruiting company, I did everything. Dude, I was setting interviews. I was running final interviews from 8 o'clock in the morning till 8 o'clock at night. I was doing pipeline management, getting people through the licensing process and passed off to clients. I was placing ads. I was literally doing everything. And at a high level, you know, we were doing at that time, I was doing solo 30 to 40 hires a week, which is it's a lot. And I could have probably hired more staff and delegated sooner. And I could have, after hiring more staff, delegated tasks sooner, but I didn't. 
because I wanted to set the tone. I wanted to set the tone that this is the, and dude, nobody, no, there's no company like ours. Nobody, nobody. We haven't, we don't lose clients, even with crazy stuff going on. Like, we don't lose anybody. It's crazy. We got such an airtight system. And it's because everybody understands that there's a certain standard to uphold. Well, who set the pace? Me. I'm not saying I'm special. I just happen to be the one to start the company. So you have to set the pace. You have to set the tone and model the behavior that you want to see in your people. There's a certain way that we deal with clients. There's a certain way that we deal with clients' assistants. There's a certain way that we deal with our applicants. There's a certain way. There's just a certain way that everything is done. And that behavior was modeled at the inception of the company. So modeling behavior, leading from the front. Nobody wants to follow a leader that's standing in the back of the room shouting orders. You should be out there leading from the front. You should be out there leading from the front in everything that you do. I can't expect people that I have influence over to go to the gym, work out, be healthy, be a good man or woman of God when I'm out here just blowing lines, skipping the gym, doing whatever the hell I want. It's not, it's not how it works. You need to model the behavior yourself. So number one is your character and integrity. That's how we get long-lasting influence. Number two is modeling the behavior that we want to see and getting the job done. That wins people over very quickly. Number three is learning. I, I would say that this is, a, this is a longer one, and we'll do a different episode on this, but learning the five respect languages. They're typically called the five love languages. But gifts, words of affirmation, physical touch, quality time, and acts of service. These could be applied directly in business to your relationships with people. You're going to have people in your hierarchy that you're responsible for that respond really well to gifts but don't care if you say something nice about them. And then some people are the complete opposite. You could buy them a Rolex watch and they wouldn't give a shit. They would rather have you say that you're proud of them, that you love them, and for you to spend some time with them. You need to learn your people. You need to learn what your people respond to. You need to learn what your people are going to... I mean, really, that's it. Just what they're going to respond to. How... What is going to show... How do your people receive appreciation? And the trap that a lot of leaders fall into is that they only give appreciation in the ways that they receive it. They only speak the language that they know fluently, right? So me, I'm very much physical touch and words of affirmation. You know, pet me and tell me I'm a good boy and I'm good to go, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like a pat on the back and telling me that I'm doing a great job. I don't need anything else. I don't need a gift. I don't need to spend time with you. You know what I'm saying? But that's not how everybody is. I mean, my wife and I were very different at the beginning. My wife was, it's so funny now because she's very physically affectionate. But at first, Geneva was not physically affectionate at all. And me... I could go months without seeing you and pick right up where we left off. She was more quality time. I was more physical touch. We were at opposite ends of the spectrum. But we had to learn each other's languages to be able to foster a long-lasting relationship. It's the same thing in business. You need to learn what your people are going to respond to. And you need to learn to speak those languages. Who's going to respond to a gift or a card? Who's going to respond to a you know money? Who's going to respond to praise, public praise? Who's going to respond to you taking them out for a cup of coffee? Like that kind of stuff. A phone call, FaceTime, that kind of stuff is very important. The fourth way that we gain influence in leadership 
is by learning about our people and asking good questions. You should learn their kids' names, their spouses' names, facts about their life, where they're from, asking questions about the kids, the family, using their names. Oh, hey, Bill, how are the kids? No, Bill, how are little Susie and Jimmy doing? Learning things about your people, facts and information about your people that are important to them, remembering this information, and making sure that you bring it up in conversation shows people that you care. You know what I mean? It shows people that you care. It's so different when somebody says, how's your baby? And somebody says, how's little Ada? You know what I mean? It just pulls on my heart in a different way. It means more to me. I mean, I, I appreciate people asking how my baby is, obviously. But when, when people use their name, it just, it just you know, it's just people's names and your kids' names are like candy to your ears, you know? So learning facts and information about your people, studying this information, remembering it, committing it to your memory, and bringing it up in conversation and showing people that you care. And that's that's the last um, point, is if you really want to be a truly great leader, your default should be love and grace. Your default should be love and grace. You know... Even though I used to be a lot more heavy-handed and <laughs> mean <laughs> with people that weren't getting the job done, um, I always had an ally. There's many times where I should have fired somebody and I didn't. I've always been relatively graceful, but I, I've gotten much better at this, that you should always operate from a point of love and grace. From a point of love and grace. Spending time thinking about, this is the toughest part, is thinking about that not everybody is you. That's why you're the leader. Did you hear me? We've talked about this before. You are the leader for a reason. Okay. You're the alpha. You're number one. You get the job done. Not everybody's going to be like you or else everybody would have your position. Okay. Your position wouldn't be necessary if everybody was like you. So understanding that people are going to fail, they're going to screw up, they're going to have shortcomings and just all this other stuff. Understanding these things, you need to practice love and grace. For me, being a Christian, it's very simple for me to practice love and grace because I look at how much I've screwed up in my life and how much I continue to screw up. And I think about God's grace and mercy that he gave his only son to die a horrific death so that I could have access to his salvation. So for me, it's, it's not hard for me to be thankful and grateful, you know? But you should spend time thinking about what have you made mistakes and people had grace with you? What have you fell short and people loved on you? You've got to have love and grace with people. And if you have, if you've got really good integrity and you speak the five love, love languages and you model the behavior and you lead from the front and you practice love and grace with people... Bro, I'm telling you right now, you will be untouchable as a leader. Untouchable. <laughs> you know, the loyalty that you'll have in your organizations, uh, it'll just be, yeah, I get excited thinking about it for you. You know, you'll be absolutely untouchable. So I want to, I want you, I want to encourage you today to apply these things that you've heard. Uh, I love you guys. Let's get it.